You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Wednesday, so it's time for Wayne on Wednesday. Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager at FNB Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg. Wayne, we've talked quite a bit about inflation, and you've I guess, got some very forthright views on the future direction of inflation in, for example, the United States of America. Okay. Yes. Uh, I started to agree with you. I went a month early, and I said that I thought last uh, the previous month to the one that we've just had would have been the peak at around about eight point six, I think it was, but it went to nine point one. In South Africa, we've gone to seven point four percent, which is the highest level since I think it's, I think it's a thirteen year high. But I spoke to an economist yeah. uh, from, from a major bank in Johannesburg today, I interviewed her, and she says, I don't think we're going to go above 8%, Lindsay, for the, for the very reasons that you've outlined with international inflation. Would you agree with her that we're probably close to peak inflation in South Africa? Yeah, I, I, would, I would most certainly think so, um, simply because of percentage change. You know, you just that you're measuring, you start to measure off a higher base now as as time progresses. Yeah, so it's exactly the same principle. It doesn't mean prices drop. Eh? Obviously, some no. people think that inflation falling means that prices actually drop. It's the rate of it's change. Not the case. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The rate well, of change just goes, just goes to zero. I think that the, uh, the, the only way that inflation... Uh, the inflation rate in South Africa could really blow out to the top side would be a collapse in the rand or oil yes. oil at one fifty or something like that. Something like that, yeah. 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 Look, I mean any anything could happen. Anything could happen. But I would think that, you know, when you look at uh I don't know, uh, uh, an occurrence of bad news. Yes. We we probably act I don't know. At the peak now, I don't know, you know, maybe we'll get one more very, really bad economic news coming out. And that that will be the peak of pessimism. But if we just look at the percentage change in oil, for example, the year on year, it's already down from uh, 75 a month ago to 44. This is in, in dollars now. Mm. You know, and the moment you start to measure off the higher base, that will actually go negative. So we are probably at or very, very close to the peak inflation uh, worldwide. I think so. And, we, and, we, and we've talked about this on a number of occasions. Yes. So anyway, so what happens if inflation is at a peak? Does that mean interest rates are at a peak as well or close to peaking in South Africa and also the United States of America? No, and the, the, interest rates are a little bit, mm. the interest rates are a little bit behind that curve. Right. You know, in other words, the difference is still too big between inflation and interest rates. So they're going to still go up domestically and internationally. Um, lucky enough, in South Africa, we're not behind the curve. The curve in, in America, they are a little bit behind the curve. Now, I'm making an assumption that the long bond rate is, is predicting inflation in a year or two's time. And generally speaking... I don't think that that's a bad assumption to actually make because I actually think the long bond rates are very accurate interest, a very accurate predictor of future conditions. Um, So when we look at the long bond rate in South Africa as a a predictor 
of future inflation rates. I mean, ours is taking into account far more than what will ever occur. You know, be very different to 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 America. But if you take that into account, um, at least our our inflation rate is not that far behind. You know, where it it actually should be said it's not totally and utterly be, uh, behind the the curve as it is in America. You know, our interest rates. I'm talking the BA rate now has gone up from, you know, 3.6% to 5% already. So the three-month rate is already up, you know, quite significantly, whereas in America, their interest rate is quite clearly lagging what the long bond is predicting. Is that what that noise is? You you trying to find some data? Yeah, it's me typing on the computer here quickly, just looking, just, just getting the I thought you were fiddling with one of your cars. No, okay. No, 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 no. No, no, just looking at, at the data here. Right. So in America, it's effectively gone from zero to 2.8%. So America's got about another percent or so to go, and maybe we have as well. So maybe America has actually done a bit of a bit of catch-up. It certainly has. Looking at the data, yeah, it doesn't look that far behind anymore, to be honest. It's not. I'll tell you where it is behind, though, and if you want to do some more tapping on your laptop, your computer, uh, then Europe. Europe hasn't even started yet, which is why the euro yes. dollar went to parity. They were so oh, yes, far yeah. behind. They've got a lot of but catching up to do, but can they afford yeah, but it? They were talking, I don't know. talking today about increasing interest rates quite significantly in Europe. Yeah. Uh, hence the, the strength of the euro. But, I mean, can yeah, you look, afford got, to do that when, when to... Italy, for example, is over 2 trillion euros in debt? I mean, that's a lot of euros. You it's... can't afford not to. Mm. You literally can't afford not to. Look, the the poorer countries in the Italy's and the Greece's and the other other what they what were they called at one stage the pigs? Yes, you know, um, Portugal, uh, Italy, Greece, Greece Spain, Spain and, yes, that's right. Know, the, the 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 pigs are actually very lucky that they in in the euro. Because if they were running their own currencies, they, their currencies would, you know, given all the troubles that they've had in the past, and they're more than likely have in the future, they, if they had a standalone currency, it would have been absolutely slaughtered. Eh? It would have because been. they're lucky. They issue they issue bonds in euro, so they effectively on their debt pay German interest rates, not Portugal, Italy, Greece, or Spain interest rates. You know, they're extremely lucky, and unfortunately, the euro system has allowed them to, you know, the the sort of checks and balances in the euro system, they've never come down on, on these countries for taking on too much debt relative to their e- economy and relative to what they can afford. You know, so, so, but they can't afford not to increase interest rates and, and, and most debt worldwide, certainly in, in Europe and U.S., most debt is tied to longer term interest rate. It's not tied directly to, you know, the, the short term rate. And of course the, the central bank doesn't set the long term rate, the market sets that. Yes. You know, so a lot of the interest rate increases have already happened because bond rates have gone up. You know, even though they're still paying German bond rates, I mean that's gone up from negative to I don't know where it is now actually, I'm not actually sure, but at one at one stage 
It was heavily negative. I think it's about half a percent up now or something. I, I don't yeah. know. But anyway, um, uh, I, I, and that's what I, I've never really understood about the Euro experiment, which is a great experiment. But the more and more people that join the Euro, when I say people, I mean countries, yes. it's, you, you say to yourself, well, okay, sit down, children. We've got a, a lesson on the Eurozone at the moment. Um, and uh, Dr. Ma Dr. McCurry is your teacher today. He's going to give a, a specialist uh, uh, a lesson in this, um, in this phenomenon. And, he said, and they'll, you'll say, well, Greece does this and Germany does that, but they both have the same currency. It's never yes. made sense to me, don't you think? Well, look, look in, in theory, in theory, there should be checks and balances limiting your, your annual deficit to a certain amount if you're in the euro, etc. Okay, I've just called up the German long bond. It's actually gone from... This is now the uh, sorry that that's the wrong one. I do apologise. I'll get it. I'll get it now. Yeah. But yes, there's supposed to be there's supposed to be checks and balances, um, to make sure that uh, you don't overspend. Yeah, but it's a fiscal. It's not a fiscal union. It's a monetary union, and without one it's without the other union. is is an imperfect yes. state of affairs. I it's reckon it's an imperfect, definitively an imperfect state of affairs. So in other words, they they should have had a fiscal a monetary and a fiscal union, but each one still has their own central bank. Okay, the German long bond has gone up from minus 0. 0.7 yeah. to 1,3. Okay. So that's a full 2% up. That's big. So, yeah. so a, lot, a, lot, a lot has already been priced in because, you know, as we spoke about, the central bank doesn't set the long bond rate. The market sets that. So if you owned a government bond, if you owned a 10-year government bond, if you bought a 10-year government bond in Germany at minus 0.7 and it's now 1,2, you've lost 60% of your money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's astonishing the, the absolute calamity in capital values on bond markets in first world countries. In South Africa, it's made virtually no difference. Our long bond rate hasn't really changed much over – significant time period and I think actually still represents ex extremely good value. Well, yesterday it got to 11.12% a 10-year in South Africa. Yeah. It's currently 10.94% after today's inflation number. And with the RAND yeah. being it's, it's, it's on, on, on the back foot a little bit, but it's 17.5 basis yeah. points better uh, after yeah. that inflation number, which I don't quite understand. What do you think the Reserve Bank's going to do tomorrow? Half a percent? No, uh, they're upping. Half a percent, yeah, they won't go 0.75, they're not that far behind. But if, if yeah. you think that a German bond's gone from 0.7 to 1.3, yeah. and the US bond has gone from 0.6 to 3, ours has gone from 9 to 11, you know, which isn't, which isn't, I mean, it is capital loss, but it's, it's still nothing in comparison to what's happened to bonds in, 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 in the first world countries. Let's talk about um, the, the impact on the equity market. And uh, for some reason, the uh, as we pre-record, the uh, JSE has sort of turned tail a bit. It was it was turned tail it, a it bit, was, yeah. and, and it's 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 gone down after after the inflation number came out. It's just been a steady grind lower, and that's with the U.S. Yeah. markets in the in the green. I mean, with the S and P up, for example, 0.4 percent. I spoke to our, our dear friend uh, Shapiro yesterday, and I said to him, "What do you think about this now, David?" Because you know, he's very U.S. centric. Um, yes, uh, and, and quite rightly so. It served him and his clients very well over the years. I said, "Is this getting to the bottom?" He said, "Yeah, I think we are close to the bottom." 
I think we are close to the bottom and we, we're going to start to form a base. So I said, does that mean you are there, therefore going to buy? So if you're forming a base, by definition, you're not going to go that much lower. So I said, are you going to deploy some of the cash that you must have waiting in the wings? And of course, he, he wouldn't commit himself. In fact, he said, no, not yet. So when he said it, it was the bottom in his opinion, then it, it didn't mean that it's really at the bottom because he's too scared to go in and put his toe in the water. Yeah. But I, I sort of understand what he was saying. What do you say, having seen the action of yeah, the but, last week or so? Well, I think we're near the bottom, mm. honestly. I think if you were to buy shares now, you would be happy with your purchase in three years' time. You just might not be happy with your purchase in three months' time. That's a good answer. Mm. Um, and who but is? I think we are. I really think we are because when you look at when you look at basic valuation charts, the market's not massively expensive. And whatever happens, okay, what's the calamity? What has caused markets to fall? It is at the it is the inflation rate, the price of money, now, in, the price of money. So, in other words, if Tomorrow, oil had to fall to 60 and right. food prices had to fall 40% and there were no more bottlenecks in the system, in the economic, in the logistics system, and wage inflation had to disappear, the, the danger is gone. You haven't got a debt bubble that's burst. You haven't got people going insolvent. You haven't got a, mark, a, a housing market that's collapsed. You haven't got a government that's defaulted on its debt. You haven't got an international debt crisis. You haven't got banks falling over. So, you know, whatever is happening this time around, it is significantly less dangerous, for want of a better word, less of a threat to financial markets than every other calamity, every other market correction that I know. You know, the last 10, it's not of the same magnitude. And the markets shouldn't fall 40% to compensate for this. They've fallen 20 25%, which I think is about right. Because yeah. this inflation mm. is not demand-driven. It's supply-side stuff. Especially in South Africa, the supply-side is the one. Yeah. All these, uh, yeah. yeah. So, oh, then maybe we should start buying. Maybe I'm just, you know, you're so scared, unfortunately. No matter how much your experience is, and no matter how much you think about things and Rational, rationalize things. Yes. You now we are still all human, and when markets fall, you get scared. Some of us are. Yes, yes, absolutely right. Well, you've got 15 minutes, but maybe wait until tomorrow, Wayne, have a look at a few more um, uh, graphs and, and things like that. Um, I, I want to talk about comparisons as well, because people say to me, uh, they say, oh, the media is making far too much of the heat in Europe at the moment. You go back to 1976, and uh, there was a, an incredible drought. It, it, but it's completely different this time. It's worldwide. I looked at a map, a heat map of the world in 1976 compared to the heat map in 2022. It's yeah. everywhere. The United States of America. It's 115 degrees um, yeah. centigrade. Or is it Fahrenheit? I never know. Oh, Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit in, in Texas. And this whole swathe over yeah. there at the same time as Europe. And we had a little chat off air uh, before we started this podcast. And yes. I said, uh, you said, oh, are you melting over there, Lindsay? I said, well, you know, it was 38 degrees yesterday where I am. And this is the south of the Netherlands. This is not Spain or Portugal or Italy or Spain yeah. or Greece. No, this is the Netherlands. It's never seen these it's temperatures the before. Yeah. Exactly. And I, 
and I said, people say, oh, get over it, you know, stop being such a sissy, come to Africa. And I said, well, actually, I have been in Africa for 28 years, so I do understand heat, but it's different, because the building, for example, that I live in was built in the year 1730, not in 1987 yeah. in Santon, where it's built to be airy and spacious and the breezes flow through, etc. And then you said to me something, you, you said... Uh, and we're not used to freezing our ass off. That was your phrase, not yes. mine, which is fine. Um, but you uh, repeated it on radio, though. Yes, I have now. Yes, of course. But okay, it's, okay, it's, okay. It's, still, it's still your fault. Uh, but it's you said, yeah, you said like, like we are now. And I said, oh, really? Why? What's happened? You said it's 15, 16 degrees. Yeah, it's freezing. It's just so spoiled, you people. Come it's on freezing, now. yeah. I mean, it's so cold, I've got two T-shirts on. Two T-shirts, eh? So what about, I mean, yeah. do you ever go to Woolworths and buy yourself a V-necked um, sweater or something like that? And, and, I've, I've got, and put I've that got, on I've with, got, a, with got, a shirt underneath in, the, in, in for example, of June? Them, yeah. You have. I've got, I've got a couple of them, and I'm a very typical South African. <laughs> I've got a K-way puffer jacket. <laughs> it's, it's one instantaneous thing when you're, when you're overseas somewhere mm. and you see someone wearing a K-way jacket or a K-way sweater or whatever, mm. they're from, they are sapphires. Mm. <laughs> they stand out like sore thumbs. Okay, but can you please answer me this question? And you have to answer me honestly. Does it has, have sleeves? Because I see these people with the sleeveless puffy jackets from K-way. No, no, has I, yours got I sleeves? I got sleeves on mine. Oh, yeah, I, don't, I don't, you know, you, I often see these people when it's freezing and they put on their little puffer jacket thing, mm. but it's got no sleeves. Yeah, and then they got, and I often see people, I often see people with quite a <laughs> substantial jersey or jacket on oh, yeah. in short pants. No, well, no, I, I've never understood that. I just don't get that one. Well, I understand because my legs don't get cold, but my upper body does. But I don't understand the people with... What's the point of a jacket with no sleeves? Is it that your arms don't get cold? Yeah. Is it to free you up for punching no. people in a bar or something? I, I've absolutely no idea no, why they have I, sleeveless I things. I don't actually Don't know. like them. The people would have... You know, they'll have a short sleeve shirt on and then a thick sleeveless jacket. Mm. I don't get it. But anyway, yeah. Nor do I. Um, on the food front, because we always end on, on a food story, I haven't got any mm. for you for myself, specific food stories. But what I would like to ask you is, is the following, and it's a philosophical and lifestyle and relationship question here. You, from what I understand, and I don't want to get too personal, you're in, you're in a very happy uh, long-term long relationship with, with your partner. Yes. If yes. this person didn't like food, would it change things for you because you love food? Yes, yes, it, it would. It, it, it is. It, it is. It is clearly part of our our interaction and our enjoyment in life oh, is food. That's very important. every morning. Every morning when we toodle off to work, <laughs> we decide what we're having for dinner, and then we look forward to it the whole time. And we go out to restaurants twice a week. We eat out at least twice a week. Right. And we, we, we go, we go, we try and find new places to go to, but we aren't always successful because we, we really like the old places that, that we go to a lot. So we end up about 50% new places and 50% uh, going to the old traditional places that we like a lot. But we went to a new place this weekend. Okay, go on. It's on the Vaal River. We did a very Joburg thing. We went to the Vaal River and stayed at the 
protea or the tsorgo sun, the I forget its actual name, but it, it's been there forever. And they've just revamped the hotel, and we stayed there overnight. And then for lunch, we went to a place right next door to the hotel called Stonehaven. I suppose it's like a little it's not really a restaurant it's a, it is a restaurant but it's got a whole outside entertainment area it's it's a it's a function venue yeah so there were plenty of weddings and 21sts and baby showers and it's quite a big place and then we went for a cruise on the Val River up Millionaire's Mile as the sun came down and came back but it was actually most enjoyable mm. but 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 Stonehaven has got fantastic food I and mean, it's all very basic there's nothing fancy there i had calamari for starters yes and I had uh, some lovely pork ribs for main course. It mm. was delicious. Mm. But what's interesting is they cater for people who come down to the Val and want to throw a big party at their big house on the Val, but they don't want to cook. So you can go there and buy five kilograms of peppermint crisp pudding. <laughs> I don't know who'd want to do that. But anyway, carry on. Yeah. Five kilograms of baburti. Uh, that's or a, curry and rice, or you just, so in other words, you just phone them and say, we've got 20 people coming down, 40 people coming down, get me 10 kilograms of beef stroganoff, 5 kilograms of this, 5 kilograms of peppermint pudding, and deliver it at my place. That's a good service, yeah. I didn't realize the Vaal mm. was still popular like that, because when I was there, when I first arrived, people would just say, oh, let's go down to the Vaal, etc. And they went water skiing and things like that. Does that still happen? Yes, very much so. Obviously, there wasn't much happening now because it's cold, yeah? Oh, yeah, it's 16 degrees. You must... But, no, no, look, 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 um, all the houses on Millionaire's Mile, and there are some... Monsters. Monsters. They're mm. massive places. They're all in immaculate condition. Eh? Mm. There's not one shabby one there. Look, they're only probably in total, maybe... Well, we only went past on the boat. We only went past maybe 25, 30 of them. But, I mean, in immaculate condition, I mean, they some of their boat houses, you know, is a substantial house by itself. Okay, this is the final, this is the final question. And I'm going to marry the climate and weather theme with the food theme, which we do every, every Wednesday, Wayne. Do you change your habits when it comes to temperature? As I say, a very brief answer, if you would. I mean, you go to that roast lunch, Probably the Sunday much. lunch thing yeah. on, on, on a Sunday, same place. If it was 38 place, degrees, would you, would, you, would you still go oh, and we, have we, the roast? We, we, no, we'll still go there, yes. We, we don't ever miss that. Okay. Now, we actually don't change for, for – we maybe have a little bit more soup in winter, but not substantial. We don't change our diet, per se. No. And you don't switch to salads in summer? Don't switch to salads under any set of circumstances. <laughs> You're a true metrosexual, Wayne. Thank you very much yeah. for your time, yeah, as always. No, no. Salads, <laughs> salads aren't big in our house. Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager at Sir FMV Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg, and that was Wayne on Wednesday. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.